Hello, I'm Matthew, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'll be talking about the Mi'kmaq lobster dispute. Did you know that 2020 was a record-breaking year of indigenous protests? Protests took place in Wet'suwet'en Territory in BC, Caledonia, Ontario, and in St. Mary's, Nova Scotia. Protests took place over land slated for pipelines and housing developments and over resources. Protests took the places in the streets, on railroads, and even in the ocean. Today we will discuss the Mi'kmaq lobster dispute in St. Mary's Bay, Nova Scotia. Like in Wet'suwet'en and Caledonia, tensions were high over disputes over resources. In Wet'suwet'en and Caledonia, the dispute was over land. In Nova Scotia, the dispute was over the very expensive lobster resources. Like many of the indigenous protests currently happening in Canada, the Nova Scotia lobster dispute was a long history. In 1993, Donald Marshall Jr., a Mi'kmaq fisher from Nova Scotia, caught and sold eels out of season without a license and using an illegal net. He was arrested and had to appeal all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada to have his convictions thrown out. He argued that the Peace and Friendship Treaties of 1760 to 1761 gave him the right as an indigenous person to fish and hunt. In 1999, the Supreme Court of Canada stated in what is now called the Marshall Case that indigenous people may fish in order to maintain a moderate livelihood. These treaty rights are protected under Section 35 of the Canadian Constitution. The only problem that was what does a moderate livelihood mean? Fast forward to 2020, and a dis- dispute between Mi'kmaq fishermen and non-Indigenous fishermen erupts. The main problem is the non-Indigenous fishermen are upset with the Mi'kmaq fishermen because they do not follow the rules set out by the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. The non-Indigenous people do not recognize these treaties and believe that the Indigenous lobster fishing is illegal. The commercial fisheries bring up that the Mi'kmaq are hurting the environment by fishing through the summer and when the lobsters molt their shells. Although the Mi'kmaq have 2,377 commercial licenses out of the 11,500 commercial licenses in the Maritimes, the non-indigenous fishing industries think that the impact of the indigenous fisheries is a huge problem. There are varying problems with the lobster dispute. The problems is the indigenous are using their right to make a moderate livelihood, but term moderate livelihood is changed based on your understanding of it. The term moderate livelihood is what the problem is built around. The non-indigenous are very hostile towards the indigenous people. In the summer of 2020, indigenous lobster traps were cut by non-indigenous and some boats are set on fire. On October 13, 2020, a 200-person protest in Midwest Pubnico turned into a mob destroying and stealing lobsters from the lobster town. The same day in Edinburgh, Nova Scotia, an indigenous-owned vehicle was set on fire. The following day, there was a brawl. October 17th, the Pubnico lobster pound was burned to the ground. 
23 people were later charged for assault on January 12, 2021. Their main reasons for the protest is that the non-Indigenous think the lobster CPUE catch-per-unit effort is decreasing because of the Mi'kmaq summer fishing compared to 2015-16. It is dropping, but compared to other years, it is still remains pretty high. I can understand being upset about the amount of lobsters, but it seems like they are just finding someone to blame. Their anger is being backed by racism and prejudice. The forefront of the fight is Chief Mike Sack, who tells his group to take the high road, and he requested that the police work harder. Justin Trudeau has condemned the commercial fishermen's actions. He also said that it was unacceptable, and to resolve this, we need both sides to step up, and that we need reconciliation and to implement First Nations rights. Federal Fisheries Minister Bernadette Jordan said she was appalled by the reported events and reports of racist comments and actions. She has asked everyone involved to step back and explain progress cannot be made if individuals resort to violence. Chief Perry Belgard, a member of First Nations National, said the RCMP, the federal government, and the provincial government need to step up so that no one gets hurt or even killed. Mike said brought up the fact that his boat only can, can use 50 traps while non-Indigenous boats use 375 to 400 traps. Former Nova Scotia Premier Stephen McNeil told reporters that he wants to have a meeting with all the parties to, and find a solution and find a definitive definition to a moderate livelihood. In March 2021, the Department of Fisheries and Oceans, headed by Minister Bernadette Jordan, came up with a decision on the moderate livelihood problem. This decision made sure that the indigenous fisheries may take place within an existing commercial season to protect wildlife. The plan also made rules about the number of traps and the conditions of the fisheries. All 13 Nova Scotia chiefs were united in their opposition to the government's plan because they did not consult the chiefs and did it by themselves. And the chiefs also wanted to see the evidence that they used to justify their plans. The head of the Unified Conservation Alliance was pleased by the government's plan. All 13 Nova Scotia chiefs were united in their opposition to the government's plan because they did not consult the chiefs and did it by themselves. And the chiefs also wanted to see the evidence that they used to justify their plans. The head of the Unified Conservation Alliance was pleased by the government's plan. In October 2021, four Mi'kmaq bands announced that they were setting up a moderate livelihood fishery, which went along with the new rules. Each person gets 70 traps per harvester. Chief Sack was not part of this agreement, but the government continues to welcome him back to the table. I think the government should reopen the decision to get everyone's concern and the indigenous communities need to be heard and listened to so that they have a voice. 
and wait in the place they live and work in. Reopening up the decision will help to achieve reconciliation. Hopefully, Chief Sack and his community will be able to find common ground if they all work together. There could be a balance between the science and the traditional fishing seasons. Those in the regular commercial fisheries and those in the indigenous fisheries will be treated with equal fairness. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Worldwide VPN. Protect your privacy from prying eyes with military-grade encryption by Worldwide VPN. Today, using the promo code in the description down below for 55% off one-year subscription. If you like the podcast, like and subscribe.